Welcome back to episode eight of the Double Down podcast presented by Waterwave. Today is Friday, November 4th, and this week we have a super special guest with me here in the studio. But before I get to that amazing interview, I want to start with the Double Down weekly wrap-up. Uh, it's a weekly wrap-up that we brought in a couple weeks ago. Um, we're getting pretty good feedback for it, so we're going to keep it going. Uh, nothing too major to highlight this week, um, but if you are watching on YouTube, you see a new shirt I'm wearing. We have Double Down podcast merch. Unfortunately, it's not for sale yet. We're still working on uh, you know, getting it in stores and then getting it to people that could possibly want it. But if you like the style, uh, if you like what, what we got going on, you can head to royaltyfam.com. That's R-O-Y-A-L-T-Y-F-A-M dot C-O-M. Uh, they are running their Black Friday sales, and that starts November 14th. Brand new releases. Everything on, in the store is on sale. So anything you could possibly want when it comes to, you know, athletic wear, uh, jumpsuits, uh, shorts, T-shirts, all that kind of stuff, head to royaltyfam.com to check that out. Um, with me, uh, you know, obviously you guys know we pre-record episodes, but this Wednesday was my track test. Uh, for those of you who don't know, they call it a track test, which is uh, return to athletic competition. Um, so next week I will have my results from that tra- track test, and I'll be able to tap in with you guys and, and let you know how that went. Um, and then lastly, wrapping up, uh, go for basketball wise, we are getting ready to start the season here, you know, next, uh, this Monday, this upcoming Monday, which is November 7th will be our first game. Um, and we're excited. So if you guys are, are local, you're in town, um, uh, make sure you come through and come to Williams arena, the barn and, and support, uh, you know, go for basketball. Um, you know, that's really all we got this week. Kind of a boring week, you could say. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward, uh, to getting back in the studio with you guys next week and, and talk about, you know, some of the fun stuff that we went through, uh, this pack past week when it comes to the track test and that kind of stuff, uh, keeping you guys updated with, um, you know, my progress and, and with my injury, um, and make sure you guys stick around for our featured upcoming interview here, uh, that we are going to, to get to right now. So I'm blessed to be joined here in the studio with a special guest for episode eight. Our guest attended Bishop McNamara High School. As a senior, he was limited to only two games as he was sidelined with a broken hand. But in his junior year, he caught 34 passes for 881 yards and 15 touchdowns on a team that won the Class 3A state championship. He was ranked as a three-star by rival scout ESPN and 24 sport, seven sports. He was ranked as the number 85 receiver in his class and the number four receiver in Illinois. He's currently in his sixth year with the Golden Gophers and has played in 46 games and made 125 catches, which is good for 12th all-time in school history, 1,970 yards, which is good for 9th all-time in school history, and 13 touchdowns. A personal friend of mine, Chris Ottman-Bell. <laughs> What's up, bro? Man, I appreciate you coming on, man. You know, we've gained a friendship through the past couple of years and, um, you know, a guy that uh, I really look up to um, when it comes to the sports world. So, you know, grateful to have you on the pod. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take it back. Let's go early years. Um, I know you played basketball and you played football growing up. Yeah. Um, talk about your development in sports and then when you really knew that, you know, football was going to be, uh, you know, your passion and, and your career. <laughs> um, I really wanted to play basketball like really? my whole life. So, uh, at first, when I got to high school, my freshman year, I, I, I tried to quit football, but my uncles and my dad didn't let me, so I kept playing. But uh, I really wanted to go with basketball for my career, but it didn't work out because uh, one coach talked to me, and he was like, uh, would you rather make like a 15-man roster or like a 60-man roster? And it's just, it seemed like a better chance of the league, so that's why I went heavy with football. Um, I realized that probably after my last season in uh, AAU, I just went with football heavy and 
my coaches in uh, at my high school, my basketball coaches, they knew it too. So they just, they all just figured out that I was going for football. So that's what I went for. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it obviously pays off. You know, you 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 commit. You probably have you know multiple Division One offers. You know, you're you're at number eighty five wide receiver in the country. Um, and then we come to your first kind of adversity. We'll talk about we'll talk about this first before we get into your college career. Uh, you broke your hand your senior year. Um, take us through that in terms of you know. Football is such a limited deal. You only, you only get, what, 11 high school games, yeah. something like that. So take us through that. You know, Were you committed at that point? Were you still looking? What was what was the process of that broken hand? Um, I think I was committed. Okay. I think I was committed to Western Michigan. Um, yeah, we were playing Immaculate uh, Conception at their place. Uh, kind of like they became like a rival for us. Mm-hmm. They were brand new to the conference. Uh, we had beat them to go to the state championship and the year before. And uh, they they killed us these last couple of years. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, they uh, I played them at home. Uh, I ran like a 15 yard dig. Tried to stay up, put my hand down. I was like broke my thumb, and I got to the sideline. I had like I don't know why I had my my thumb taped. It was taped. I tried to take it off, and it like bent all the way back. And I was like, yo, I think I definitely just like broke my thumb. Told yeah. my trainer, and I was done. Uh, then yeah, I had surgery and everything. Uh, rehabbed it like every day. Uh, then I came back in. I think the last game, I got to play like my last game, uh, clubbed up, I think, and then just, just I played defense the whole game. I didn't, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I play, I play, I play offense as well, but I was on the defense most of the game. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I, I, we didn't make the playoffs that year, so I just my my just my last game was yeah with the with a club on your hand. How hard was that mentally for you? You know, I think um, um, it wasn't. I didn't really think much of it. I think I was in shock a lot for it, but. uh I didn't really – I was sad for sure. I missed my senior season, definitely. Yeah. But I don't – for some reason, it didn't hit me as hard as I – it hit me because I felt like I knew I had the next level. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely sad to miss, like, my last season. Yeah. I not be able to go to the playoffs. It's tough. You know, you – these are guys that you probably played with for a while. And, yeah. you know, you have – I think high school is, is such a unique situation, especially football, too, when it's, you know, it's only so many games. And, uh, you know, that can kind of be tough. Um, and then, you know, like you mentioned before, Western Michigan is, is a school yeah. year choice uh, with, with Coach Fleck at the time <laughs> at Western Michigan. So if, if the listeners don't know that, Coach Fleck was at Western Michigan. Uh, he got you. Is, was that kind of committing to Coach Fleck, or is that more committing to Coach, you know, Western Michigan? Or how did, how did that um, process go it for was you? Definitely, it was definitely Fleck. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> he's the only person that, like, gave me a true chance to play Division One football. Um, yeah, I didn't have uh, that good of grades in high school. I worked uh, very hard my junior summer and senior year to get my back up for my freshman and sophomore year because I went to Catholic school. It was pretty hard because, like, yeah. you know, like B's or A's there and, like, you know, it's just that type of thing. So I, it took me a while to adjust, but I finally adjusted and, and worked everything back to, like, a summer class. Mm-hmm. And um, Fleck was the only person that gave me a chance to really play ball. Um only reason Central Michigan offered me because Western Michigan offered me. That's how I figured it was the rival thing. So, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then I committed to. I was committed to him. I went up there for a visit. Uh, went for as soon as I got out the uh, got done with the visit, got in the car. I just called him. I just want to commit. Like I'm just ready yeah. to roll and get yeah. to it. He's the only person that you know. It's the first person I reach out and like actually like feel excited about a kid. And mm-hmm. I and I at that time I felt like I was enough. Uh, I wasn't getting anything. I was like, man, like Illinois told me I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it's always a big thing when we play them. But uh, yeah. it was just like a, like man, he's the first person that believed in me, you know. So um, I just went with it, and that's how how it started. So making the change to Minnesota was pretty easy then because Coach Fleck was kind of your guy. So. Uh, you know, it's crazy for the first week. 
Um, I think it was like a little time frame between before I committed. I don't know if it's a week or a couple of days, but I actually was like, I'm staying at Western Michigan like it's his loss. Really? Like I wow. was I, at that point, I guess I was committed to the school. And then I realized, like, I sat back and realized, like, what opportunities I can have, mm-hmm. like, going to Big Ten school, better education, better competition, better, you know, platform. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> next couple of days, um, had, like, a basketball game. I called him. He called me the day before. I was in class. Uh, my social studies teacher, Mr. Brown, let me uh, go in the hallway. And uh, he said, I just, he said, do you want to come to the Big Ten with me? And I was like, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got that call, I just said yes. Like, it was a change of heart off, off rip. So, um, I uh, committed, played my game that night. Um, I think Coach Callahan came to that game, honestly, okay. um, the offensive line, offensive line coach here. And then that's what it was. Like, yeah. it was, we were in this group chat, man. It was a couple of us that came, like Tanner, um, JMS, Noah Hickox, like a bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, and you would just see us go out just leaving the chat, like, just one by one. Like, it was the first couple of days, we were like, no, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're staying here. And then you just see us leaving one by one. Like, all right, yeah. Appreciate y'all, it's hard, bro. It's a hard opportunity it is, to pass man. up. So I, I committed. My mom was worried because she we haven't visited the place, um, haven't been there, haven't seen what it was. We just wanted to do it, so yeah. um, we all just believed in it, and here I am now. Yeah, which is a pretty awesome story. I don't think a lot of people know that. I definitely didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, and then you know you finish up your high school year. Um, were you able to play basketball that senior year? Oh yeah, I snapped that year. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I snapped what that was year. The stat? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pull up. The I don't know what the stat was, but if I to be average, like I would, to not even boost, bro, I probably was like a. 16 a game okay. like five rebound all i was conference. a big i was a big guard type yep. type of player yep. but uh definitely all conference i was all conference most of my basketball years for real um i played like i started uh, varsity as a sophomore wow and i uh, played through like the chicago catholic league like i played against like the um not the simeons but that's that's nice not, not catholic league um like saint Rita's. Okay. i was again well against, went against like charles matthews and that oh, wow. that's how, yeah i play like i played some people some before good man talent. some good talent. um nick i don't know his last name uh he went to saint joe he went to okay. usc um okay. yeah some dudes yeah some I, I play i play some guys bro and it was yeah. it was cool because i it was kind of competitive things i'm playing like inner city chicago basketball so yeah no that's dope and we might have to we might have to flash some highlights up there because i haven't seen you play but i'm i'm, I'm all right bro but, brev, so but brev told me brev told me he said he said um and this is might be a little a little bash at, at, at trayton and, and uh Kristen, but he said brev and brev and chris would, would beat trayton and Kristen in the game in two on two bro so once we get all healthy we might have to might have to line that up but. I'm, I'm i'm hard bro <laughs> if i get like you know i'm really hard bro. I'm not perfect, you, bro. perfect we'll set that up i'll ref all i'll right, ref bro. Um, but anyways, you know, you finish up your senior year, you, you come into to college at the University of Minnesota, um, and, and you redshirted your first year. Yeah. Talk about that mentally. You know, did you did you know you were gonna come in and redshirt? How how did that affect you as a, as a football player, as as a um, person? You know, was it tough on you, or was it something that you thought this could really benefit me? Um, as a as a freshman, you always want to come in and you know start, and that's one of the biggest things. So, uh, you just want to you just want to come in and play off rip. And um, I, I feel like I was. I was going through it, um, going through camp. I was getting better. Um, I was nowhere where I was to be, like, as close as I am now. Or, like, I could I was definitely, like, terrible back then. Mm-hmm. But at that time, I feel like I was. I could have did something for that team. Um, I ended up getting hurt in camp. Uh, ended up getting redshirted. Um, I didn't think anything bad of it. I just knew, like, my time would come eventually. Like, I was just sitting out this year. I had a bum ankle anyway and a bum foot I had to rehab for sure. So, yeah. um, 
I was kind of blessed to get another year. You know, I'm <laughs> blessed to get too many years. But uh, <laughs> we're the same boat with them, bro. bro. And another one coming up probably. So yeah, uh, yeah, which we'll get to for sure. Yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, and it was just it's it's tough as a freshman because you just want to be it's just the competitive side. You just yeah. want to be on the field and prove something, especially as a freshman. I always wanted to be like the true freshman across the country that you know was known. So, yeah. um, but once I got through that and got to the spring ball the next year, I was. Cool, always ready to go. Yeah. So we we were on a question, a weekly question on, on our Instagram, which is at double underscore down underscore pod. So you can find us on Instagram at double underscore down underscore pod. And this week's question was, what was the hardest transition from high school to college? Was it mentally, physically? Was it in your sport? Was it socially? What was the biggest challenge? We'll both answer this one when you can start. All right. Um, as a competitor, um, I don't think it was physically or anything like that because I've always like just competed no matter what. Like mm-hmm. That wouldn't be a thing. But um, I would say, um, I don't know if it's any of those things. I say like more like a time management thing, yeah. really. Like uh, high school, it was free nearly. You can do whatever you want. Mom let you stay up however mm-hmm. long, however late. Like if you didn't have anything really. You were yeah. still you were underneath the roof, but like you can still do whatever. So yeah. you know it's like you were carried really. But um, once you get to college, you're really on your own. Mom's not there no more to help. Dad's not there to help. Like, grandma down the street isn't here. Like, you know, it's, it's just you, really. You got to figure out how to manage this, how to wake up there and eat this. And yeah. It's just that's pretty much the biggest thing is how to manage things, really, for me. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree. And I'd say, especially being a college athlete, too, yeah. there's, there's stuff that you just have to do at the end of the day that you might not want to do, but you have to do it. So, yeah, I, I'd definitely, I definitely agree with you. And then for me, I went to – school in South Dakota. So I was about five hours away from home. And, um, you know, I was a little, I was kind of a homebody. So like yeah. missing home was kind of tough for me, but you know, you figure it out. So yeah. I would definitely say, you know, stick your head in there and, and keep fighting. And it might be tough some days, but you know, your parents always love you and they'll always be there for you. So that's not a question. Um, so you head into your, your true, your, not your true freshman year, but your redshirt freshman year. And you played in all 13 games. You started nine, 28 catches, which is fourth all time for a Minnesota freshman, which is a Awesome stat, 449 yards, third all-time for Minnesota freshman. And you actually led the, the team with 16.03 yards per catch. Um, take us through, you know, just like what you thought coming into the year. Because obviously you had a pretty deep, you know, uh, wide receiver room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- talk, us, talk us through, like, were you expected to be the guy? Were you expected to play a role? How did yeah. your freshman year play out for you? Um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I think bait about this all the time. Um once I got through spring ball, like I said, I got the spring ball and it was cool. I kind of like took my foot off the gas. I would mm-hmm. say I just like just, I was just there every day. So then uh, Bate came in, Rashad Bateman, of course, and my brother came in, and uh, he was snapping, balling through fall camp, making plays. Um, I was dinged up, wasn't making plays like in my head, and I ended up taking my spot. Mm-hmm. So like those first, like you said, I started those nine games, whatever, and I, those first couple games I didn't start because I got my spot taken. Yeah. So um, I went harder in practice. It like turned my my entire mentality better. And like uh, I texted Bate one one night during camp, and I was like, bro, like I appreciate you for like coming in and working, bro, and taking my spot. Like you made me go harder. Like yeah. it's it's like it's all love. Like I appreciate your work ethic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it changed everything about me. Started working harder. Changed more ball drills, more film, more studying this, studying that. Uh, working with Tanner, working with the Qs, getting yeah. with my guys. So, um, and then that year, I, uh, I Simon, Coach Simon came into his office, my wide receiver coach, and he was like, uh, 
me and the guys want you to like the guys is in like Ty and Bay, like they, they want you to move into the starting lineup. Like we need all three guys playmakers on the field at the same time. Yeah. And like at that time we had like a bunch of guys like in the backfield. We had three other monsters with Rodney, Shannon, and Mo. Yeah. Um then you had me, Baden, Ty outside, and you had Brev and Cole and all these guys inside. It was a pretty skillful offense. So uh yeah. I felt good to be able to show myself and show my worth and proof that I can like help this team out, especially offensively, um, as a as a redshirt freshman. So it was cool to work my way back in and be involved with those guys. Yeah, no doubt, and and it obviously paid off because you guys you grew as a receiver room too. Yeah. you know, and you enter that that 2019 year, that that sophomore year, oh, yeah. um, with so much hype, with all the hype in the world. You know, I remember, um, I think we were down in Oklahoma for a game, and uh, we had like walkthrough or something i told my coach i was like it's the gophers first game like i'm a, I'm a gopher fan everybody knows on the podcast i'm a gopher fan so i was like it's the gophers first game like we got chris we got ty we got bait like i can't miss this first game and uh so just kind of talk about that going into that year we expectations are obviously high yeah. um talk about that receiver room what the expectations were like in there you know how you guys worked with each other you know just prepping for that 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 year um we went to work bro like we got mm-hmm. we were with each other almost every other day um, just putting in work, ball drills, catching routes with the QBs, everything, bro. It was a, it's a, it's a pretty cool year that year, man. We had a bunch of guys on the defensive side as well, like Tweez and yeah. just everyone, bro. Carter and just all, all the guys come yeah. on, everyone, bro. Yeah. So, um, it was a good year, bro. Cause like every practice was heated, like it was a bunch of like just competitiveness, bro. It was just amazing, like every day. Talk about that. How 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 important do you think? that competitive nature it is bro that's you you got you get you started in practice bro like it's going at it in practice it's uh battling with the guys across you like these are your brothers but you got to like sharpen Mm -hmm. each other's iron like for for game day when it comes bro so um like i I went against tweezers i've been i don't know how many times like the 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 screens i used to catch touchdowns on man like i i got hit by kamal almost every time i caught that in practice so it was just like a like a training thing for all of us it was just like iron like just, just sharpening the iron up together so uh it was pretty cool, man, and um, it was a it was, it was a, like truly like an exciting year. Yeah. Um, we started off pretty slow. We won those games, but we started off pretty slow. Everyone questioned us, and then we just turned yeah. it up and just like went up a notch, bro. And it was cool being with all those guys on that team and doing what we did. Yeah, you know, a little lower competition. I think you guys played like South Dakota State, yeah. like Georgia Southern, and you know you get by those kind of games, and then and then you guys kind of explode, uh, and you end up you know beating Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Take us through that experience, because you know, obviously, a lot of us couldn't be down there to watch yeah. that game, but we watched on TV. What was what was that <laughs> biggest bowl game you've played in? Yeah. So, what was that kind of like for you as as an athlete? Man, when we found out we were playing Auburn, it was hilarious, bro. Because it was like, all right, we playing some dogs. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that whole week, like locked in and just like went crazy, bro. So, like everyone was getting in the weight room, everyone was getting extra work in. It was cool. So we get down there, like we knew we had, a, we knew we were like going to win the game, bro. Like we actually knew it. Yeah. Um, I didn't do much in the game. <laughs> I had like a catch for like yeah. five yards, one but catch, just, seven yards. Come and then that was it, man. I, but I love being on the field like with a bunch of NFL guys, bro. Like yeah. that whole defense was in the league. Like Derek yeah. Brown, the D line for the like Panthers. Um, the one corner place starts at Miami now. Yeah, a bunch of those guys, man. And uh, it was just cool being on the field and be able to you know take down Auburn. Like we take down the historic, like a, a really historic program. Yeah. and it was cool. So it was it was kind of just putting us back on the map. Like showing like Minnesota's here for a while. Um, like no matter what, no matter the years, like people know that Minnesota like can play ball now, so it's it's kind of cool. Like it's kind of like a real a true statement year. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's the you know after that year ends, uh, you know Tyler Johnson, who's Minneapolis product, shout out Ty, um, he leaves that year, gets drafted in yeah. in the fifth round. 
Uh, was that was that kind of tough seeing seeing a guy go go to the NFL or you know how did, how does your how do you process that as a guy that you know obviously wants to get to that level? Yeah. Um, how how did that go for you? Was there conversations being had? You oh know? yeah, bro. I've, every every guy that I, that I know, bro, I, I, who has went to the NFL or is in the NFL who have been, I've always asked about the process, like the guys during the yeah. pre-draft process. Like I've asked Bates so many questions because I just hopefully I get to that point, bro. So I just want to see how it is. Um, for Ty, I was happy, bro, because Ty could have left 2018, but he came back and mm-hmm. he balled out again. Yeah, and uh, it was cool seeing him get picked up, man. Because I, I literally seen Ty become the player he is. Like yeah. I, I watched him every day. Like I seen what it, what it takes to be, you know, what I'm saying NFL true caliber receiver. Yeah. So and it never stops either. It he's never, still, man. He's still grinding. Exactly. Good. And uh, like I told him, I told him to bait every day, bro. Like I watched the film every day. Like I studied those guys. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they did it, and yeah. it was something I was around. Like I seen how they worked, so I, I kind of have the answers to the, to the test. So I just kind of want to, you know. Yeah, you have that. to. You exactly. have, and, and I think it's also it's a it's a blessing because it's like you know you're obviously going to compete against guys, but at the end of the day, like you have to be able to have that relationship in in the receivers room, and and how can I make you better? How yeah. can, how can I make you better? How can we get to the next level together? Because it's not it's not a solo thing. Yeah. Especially at this level, it's it's not a solo thing. So um, yeah, so you, so you finish up that we mentioned that that sophomore you head into the junior year, uh, which was uh, you know only seven games, twenty two catches, four hundred thirty yards, uh, and then you, and you hop into the senior year, um, which possibly you think is your last year, maybe not. Were, 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 were we thinking you were for sure coming back after after twenty twenty one? I plan. I really wanted to leave. I don't know that year. Um, I kind of set myself up for failure. Like I thought about the league way too much. Mm-hmm. Like. I, I worked hard. I, I was there, but at the same time, I let like the outside noise get in and like yeah. think about the league and the next yeah. level. I wasn't in like the present time. I was worried about the future. Yeah. So um, I ended up uh, tearing up both my ankles. I had like a tightrope surgery on my right ankle, and I had like a sprained ligament in my left. I still played a, a majority of the season. I missed like the first game because the first couple of games from I missed like Ohio State and like two other games from because I had a surgical ankle. Yep. Came back to Colorado, had a cool game, felt good being out there, um, doing my thing. And then uh, I kept going through the season just banged up <laughs> here and there. Um, I had a concussion against Illinois, left that game. Um, I had tackled against Bowling Green. That, that, we lost that game. I got the tackled the game, first yeah. play. Yep. And then uh, changed like the whole trajectory of the game. And then, uh, yeah, played all season, like banged up, literally taped my ankles up. Literally was off like all these pain meds just to play and yeah. uh, it was cool. Um, had a good game against Iowa, beat Wisconsin. It was a cool season, yeah. but I definitely knew that I wasn't getting picked up. Like I had a real conversation with Coach Fleck, and it was like, "Bro, you won't get. You know, I'm not getting picked up. I'll be a free agent." Yeah, and it's hard too with everything you know you went through. You know, you yeah. talk about the ankles, the concussions. Take us through kind of you know for people that don't know how grueling a, a football year is. Yeah. How how tough is it to to stay healthy? It it bro, you're banged up every 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 yeah. play, but like you you won't feel as good as you felt in the beginning of the season, like ever until like the summer maybe. that's what they say too is like the first game is doing, the best yeah, you're gonna bro. feel like ever so you banged up with this and that bruise here and there um sprain here and there but you it's just like you it's just a tough thing you just gotta yeah. keep going until, unless you got like something surgical or something you can't really do so mm-hmm. um but yeah you, you're never as good as you felt in the beginning of the season how tough was that for you you know obviously we talk about you want to feel as good as you can going into a season but you were hurt going into the season how tough was that mentally on you to like hey i gotta i gotta get through this you know Um, rehab process so i can get healthy for this i've cried so many times uh just off the fact like because i wanted last year to be my year to go i wanted Mm -hmm. to be like my farewell and like really snap and show the world and i just get hurt and it's just like a bunch of doubt creeps in but you Mm -hmm. still play through the season and 
um, it's a big thing. Um, I, I had a bunch of mental health things, and um, but I just kept going, battled through it. Um, whenever things got really hard, I just like doubled down on my faith and just you know <laughs> double down. <laughs> you didn't even think about that one. Double down on my one. faith and just uh, just laid on God, man, and just and just kept going. Um, uh, nothing in life is perfect, so I just mm-hmm. you know it is what it is. Just keep going because life stops for no one, bro. Yeah. So and especially you know with the football player like you are, you know you want to be at your best and you want to yeah. be athletic, and, and you had this opportunity in front of you in, in terms of a, a senior season where it's like, hey, Chris Ottman Bell is the guy this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like this Gopher team brought Tanner back, Moe's back. You know, and that was another thing, bro. It was like, dog, like I can't even play. Like this is our, supposed to be our last year, and then. You know, it was just like, dog, I thought Mo was definitely leaving that year, but he ended up getting hurt. And mm-hmm. I still, I, I actually still thought about leaving, but I, I, I seen Mo coming back and all the guys coming back. So I was like, why not just come back, bro? Like, yeah. I think it'd be a better, better deal if you come back anyway, you know, a better chance definitely as a higher prospect in the next year league. So Yeah, take us through that. We won't talk specifically about Mo's injury, but how hard is it to see a guy like Mo, bro, who's sucks. your brother, go down? It sucks, bro. Like, because I was already out watching that Ohio State game. We mm-hmm. all seen what he did. Mo is still the, the best running back, the, the best country. running back in the country, no doubt, um, a hundred percent, still to this day. And um, just seeing him like go down, like you can see the whole stadium, just like just, yeah. just it hurt, bro. And I knew what it was. I didn't know what it was, honestly. I thought it was a full cramp. Yeah. But once you go back and look at the replay, you can just see his whole back, like just. Just, yeah. It just snaps mm-hmm. So you, I went to the tent And um, I've never seen Mo like that ever Like mm-hmm. he knew like, like Everything was just like lost bro mm-hmm. Like, it, And I, I watched everything firsthand. Like as a player Like you, he had like all these You know NIL deals And everything was coming in And Mo was getting all this hype And then mm-hmm. as soon as he just hurts himself Like yeah. everything's just gone All these deals leave And he kind of I, I actually like learned a lot from him in this yeah. whole process like it's like I learned a lot from you guys like you all the ACL guys Braylon Clay and but uh what with um with Mo he just like he was like all right like I'm just gonna duck off and like completely like just hide and just, just work mm-hmm. I've never seen a guy work as hard um to get back um it was inspirational bro yeah and he just like ducked off from the media it wasn't on social media at all yeah. like just left like he didn't do any interviews and anything he just like yeah he just like ducked off bro and just went to work and he came back and you see what he's doing exactly. now still to this day it's a hard thing to do too especially with the era of college sports we're going into you know you talked about nil deals and i don't even think like businesses and brands realize like the burden they, they put on these athletes well, too, yeah, you know when it comes to like he could make so and so money, but he got hurt, so now he's gonna. It's becoming make a business, bro. Anything, yeah, 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 it's yeah. becoming a business for sure. No, it definitely is, and and you know, shout out Mo because you know we love that dude, and he's he's doing his thing, and, and we're super proud of him. Um, you know, you head into to the twenty twenty two year. Um, the what did you guys call it? The the four, you know, you John Tanner um, and Mo Encore Four. There you go, Encore Four. Yeah. So it's supposed to be this big year, you know. If you guys don't know, we got. Uh, the center, John, yeah. uh, Mo, the running back, Tanner, the cornerback, and, and quarterback, and, and Chris, the wide receiver, the encore four, the, the sixth-year guys uh, coming back for, for 2022. And you start off hot. You know, you grab three catches against New Mexico State. Uh, you had a beast of a game versus, versus Western Illinois. I think you caught five for, like, 118. Um, and then you get one against Colorado. Um, and then uh, the incident happens, and um, you tear your ACL. Uh, bust up your whole knee on a on a non-contact non-contact play um you know I remember being being in the stadium and and I I knew it right away actually I I left the game and I was watching at Sal's and 
Uh, I watched you go down and I, I knew right away and my emotions flooded me in my face and I texted you right away. I was like, just know I love, cause I knew, you know, I don't want to yeah, bombard bro. you with, you know, I don't want to bombard you with, hey, are you good? Like I, I knew you tore your ACL, you know, like it's, I think people that go through it kind of can, can know and can tell. So I just wanted to throw love at you, but you know, take us through your initial emotions, you know, before, bro. you know, trainer even gets out there, you're laying on the turf in front of 50,000. What are you, what are you feeling? Bro, I knew it like off rip. Um, you can ask all the players on the field. Uh, I actually was, I screamed, like yeah. I screamed that for it so many times, yeah. bro. Like I was just screaming like at that. No, like the whole Colorado side was just like, they, they can see it, bro. Yeah. I knew what it was. Like I, people said they thought I broke my shin or something, but I, I, it was like an uneasy feel. I just couldn't touch it, bro. But I knew yeah. what it was. Like I, and what's crazy is I've always thought, like, if there was an injury that I, like, wouldn't get, it would be ACL. And I was, like, cause I never knew, like, what it felt like. Like, I knew, like, D-Rose, and I just knew, like, I don't know. I always thought it was, like, a decline in people's careers when you yeah. get it. And I was just, like, always afraid of it, bro. So, and I finally had it. So, like, instantly, as soon as I'm laying on the ground, it was just a bunch of, like, flooded life is like i've had like a flash through through like my whole like football career yeah and it was just like life is done bro like yes. it's like it's like wrap it up so um yeah so it's crazy it was like a movie bro um i'm getting i'm getting caught off the field tears are flooding bro. i'm crying like i didn't care bro. like i yeah. felt i knew what it was like the trainers were talking to me bro i couldn't even look at them and talk to them like i was like screwed bro mm -hmm. and then um i get back to the to the back i change go get my mri Send an MRI, bro, just laying there, bro. Yeah. Like, you know how MRI is there for like yeah. 30 minutes. 30 I'm minutes, just laying loud there. as hell. Yeah. Just laying there, just thinking, like, like what's next, bro? Like, what job am I about to get? Like, this and that. Like, this, this, all this doubt, bro. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> they got the results back. I get in the car, and like, the trainer just isn't looking at me. He's not yeah. talking to me. Like, he's trying to avoid me and just making small talk. I just knew what it was. And, um, I get back there, they're just looking at it, like, just kind of, like, just parlaying, bro, just not trying to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just stop. I was like, bro, did I, like, did I tear my ACL? Mm -hmm. And they were like, yeah, get it done. Yeah. And I just cried one more full time. And then, like, I had my head down the whole time. They were explaining this, like, Fleck was talking. My parents were talking. Like, I, they were talking for, like, 20 minutes. I'm just, like, head down. Like, yeah. just not. You don't want to hear any of it. So I'm just head down, um, letting my tears out. And I finally stopped. And uh, I was like, all right, let's just, let's just go to work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nothing I can do at this point. Like, wow. I can't go back and yeah. I sound like, I just go to work. Um, I shower, go home, just get my surgery that next Wednesday because I, uh, I couldn't straighten my leg out. So I had, yeah, to, I remember, to, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. to get it earlier. So I get the surgery. Um, fast forward to now, I've just been rehabbing every day, bro. Um, I finally got my knee to like 90, uh, not 90, 79 degrees the other day. Mm -hmm. um, just walking on and out without crutches, um, rehabbing daily, odd tubbing it. Um, shuttle board, everything, yeah, just a bunch of cars at work. It's, yeah. And not every day, bro, like small victories every day, bro. 100%. Um, control what I can control and just keep yeah. going. And I'm here now just, just yeah. driving, bro. You know, going back to, to hearing that news, um, how hard was it to flip? You know, because obviously there's a grieving process that humans go bro. through, you know, and, and obviously you want to be sad. Um, but I saw this quote. It said, script your journey with a pencil, but write your pens with a goal. Yeah, bro. So write right with goals yeah. with a pen. So, you know, you, you have these end goals yeah. and, you know, you obviously question them. You know, you're, you're down on the field and you're questioning what's next for me. Like you mentioned, what, what job am I going to get? What what went off in your head to think, no, 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 we got we to yeah. go back to work? Um, what's crazy is the first thing that um, 
that I heard um, Flex said you do get it next year. Because mm-hmm. if I did like two games later, then I wouldn't have. Yeah, it's like yeah. the first four games or something like that. So I was blessed to hear that. So it kind of put like some another like spot in my head, and it was like, all right, bro, like relax, like you got another chance, basically, you know. Yeah. So um, it was that, and uh, I was just just ready to just change my mindset bro because yeah. you know you got to be positive in these things and yeah. i didn't want to put myself in a hole like i hit you up uh, i've been reading a book uh getting books from other ones yeah. other people mo gave me a book uh, my trainer told me look at a book probably getting a book from fleck this next week yeah. um i just started thinking positive bro because you know you can't put yourself in those dark holes and you know mess your mental up bro so yeah. Um, and just I'm I'm just happy to be here every day, bro. Like yeah. God gave me another day to live, so it's I'm, it can be way worse than what it is. And yeah. I'm just blessed. So no, and I and I, I tell I try to tell you it, and you know every day yeah, it's every day is a every day is a journey. Um, you know I think Eric had a had a really good quote, and I won't quote it word for word because I forget it. But basically he's like you know your 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 life is a book, and each chapter is is a you know a day or a part of your life, and and you want your the book to be you know the best selling, and you want it to have a good ending. You know, maybe the middle part is a little rough, but at the end of the day, you want the ending to be great. Yeah. How, do, how do you, how do you get through those rough times? What What do you lean on? What do you? Is it music? Yeah. You know, is it, is it friends? You know, what do you lean on to kind of get through those? Because there's tough days. There's dog yeah. days. There's days where you feel like this shit is not worth it. You yeah, know? How do you get through those? those um, days? and shout out E too, cause E hit me up. Yeah. He gave me a bunch of advice, bro. So shout out to E, love him too, bro. And uh. Um, there's definitely some hard days, bro. There's days I still leave treatment um, with tears in my eyes, bro, sure. trying to bend it, trying to, you know, get better at it. That's the worst, it. isn't it? It's the worst, bro. And, like, just thinking that you don't have any process, any progress, bro, but you're moving every day without you even knowing it. It's because it's small, small steps. So, mm-hmm. um, like, I come into the training room and, like, with a smile and happy, bro. And by the time I get done with treatment, I'm just not talking to anybody, like, just pissed off, bro, because... Yeah. You just you just feel these emotions, bro. Because they're in treatment, you're like, man, like I really hurt myself, or Bad. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm really in this like in this situation. And some days I'm, I really look down, like I wouldn't even be thinking about it, and I like stumble. I just look down. I'm like, I really tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. Like I just say it like randomly. Like, I like got it out loud. I, you'll yeah, say bro. I say the same thing. And I'm like, bro, I just I, like I really tore my ACL. Yeah. And um, but it's definitely hard days, bro. But like um, to get past it, I just lean on my bros, bro. Like mm-hmm. you, uh, Brad comes over a lot. Mo, um, my homie Tariq, that everyone knows, um, yep. 7.30. 7.30, shout and, out 7.30. <laughs> just dropped it out. Go get that. Yeah, go bro. Get that. Go get my man's tape. And uh, and it's his birthday today, so happy birthday, bro. Happy birthday, 7.30. <laughs> Lo- love from the Double Double Podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bro, I'm out as lean on my guys, play the game a lot. I'm hard at Madden. Like I, uh, especially after surgery, bro, I really got like tough with Madden. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, nobody wants to see Chris and Madden. If you were hey, listening hey, to the pod and you think hey, you can mess with Chris and Madden, hit me up and, and we'll schedule something because hey, you bro. cannot mess with Chris and Madden. Uh, 2K as well, like Madden yeah. 2K. Okay, the right. Um, then COD has came out. I've been playing COD heavy. I'm like a 46 already in wow. COD. So I'm a, I, I lean on games a lot. Um, my mm-hmm. homies. Uh, just that's pretty much it. Yeah, and keeping your mind is so busy is so important. You know, keeping yeah, your mind bro. busy and, and doing things that are your interest. I always tell guys who who go through a surgery like this, like take your time to just relax a little bit. Yeah, you bro. know, you've been pushing. You know, for so long, like your body needs to recover and get healthy you know you yeah. got scar tissues you got nerve you got all this stuff going on you know find something that makes you happy i saw you posted uh you know some fan love on social media tell, t- talk about that you know how does how does the support of, of fans you know especially yeah, young bro. fans uh, that you know want to be like you one day how does how does that you know keep you going um i always just remember that i was i was once those kids but yeah. like i never sent email or anything but 
Um, I was always like fanned out over like NFL stars and NFL stars that I may go against one day. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just cool to like experience that and be like uh, a role model or like a, a stardom to some of these kids, man, and getting fan mail and people ask me to sign their cards and send it back and kids drawing pictures like that. It, it warms my heart, bro. Like yeah. it's. It it, it kind of keeps me going because it's like kids that really look up to me and kids that like really idolize me, bro. Like it's kids with my jersey, and my name on it. Like yeah. it's like uh, it's this kid Dawson's been a fan of me since I was a freshman. Like my only fan, mm-hmm. and like he just been continued to like just buy my jersey, bought both my jerseys after I changed my number. Wow. He said it's just it's just it's cool, bro. Like you get the experience, like what it feels like to be like a a role model, bro, and like know that there's people that's looking up to you. So it's kind of one of the things that keeps me going. Yeah, and I think it's important too to to embrace that. You know, I see a lot of a lot of athletes that you know maybe put their head down or, or don't reach out to people. Like if I were to say something, you can you know chime in on this as well. Is why would you not you know help a kid out if if you exactly, can or, or appreciate their love or sign their jersey? Yeah. Is that kind of something you feel as well? Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. My um, my major in my uh in my college studies is uh youth studies, bro. Cause mm-hmm. I I love the kids, bro. Yeah. Like I, um, in my area, it was a bunch of guys I looked up to, bro. That like were supposed to go far, but like just fell off, bro, yeah. and just like just didn't make it. So uh, I kind of like I had role models, but I feel like I didn't because no one really went that way. Yeah. Um, and besides like me and Jonathan Ward, who plays for the Cardinals now, mm-hmm. um, who's my running back in high school. Like a bunch of my guys as well who were nice back in the day, but like I just felt like I didn't really have any, any like super like role models in my area. Yeah. So it made me like dig deeper and like think like bro, I want to be that guy that all these kids can look up to no matter how far I go to go in the league or just as a person, bro. Like yeah. just something that kids can look up to and be a mentor to all the kids and just give them like that life advice. I think it also makes you realize how much bigger it is than yourself. You know, always, the, the, bro. the sport in general, the university, the football program. Like it's it's always so much bigger than than Parker Fox. It's always so much bigger than you know Chris Amon. Yeah. Is that something you kind of experience especially yeah, bro, through your injuries always, bro. Like, the kids are the future bro like it's mm-hmm. like I, we're still like young we still got life to live but like the yeah. kids are next bro like this is their life soon so you know i kind of just like think of that and just put positivity into it and just i just want everyone to win bro from like no matter how old you are no matter yeah. like, i just want to push positivity all the time yeah. bro so and just for the youth i feel like that's just one of my things man i just like seeing kids like just grow up and be successful so it's something i admire yeah spreading love is is so so important especially the you yeah. know the era we live in today um you know give give fans in the podcast an update you know where's chris hopman bell right now you know what's next for chris hopman bell yeah. give kind of give the people an update um right now i'm just rehabbing man getting getting back day by day taking it step by step um getting my young guys ready on the team not my young guys my, my guys and my receiving core mm-hmm. um just being being a leader on the team um being around my guys and being with them every step of the way to finish out the season because we can still do something special sure. you know if we just double down these next four games so um just being around those guys getting my studies done rehabbing my knee and just being a family guy for anybody bro and just being there so um i do have a, a year to, I, they gave me a year to come back um We'll see what happens. Our majority, I probably end up coming back mm-hmm. most most likely. So, um, I have that to back uh, come back on. Um, me and me and Chris, seven yeah, guys. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's not official yet. Not official yet. Probably be the oldest guys in college in basketball and football. For but uh, sure, we were even talking. We're gonna shout it out right now. If you are a business or a company or, or something, you're willing to send Brad. We got two seventh year guys here, yeah, basketball man. and football. Hit us up. Um, Second to last question: What is you know what has Coach Fleck been like through this injury? How is he? You know, I think I it's a figure. Yeah, and I think it's so tough too because it's like 
you still feel like you're a part of the team, but yeah. at the end of the day, there's there's a little there's a little divide and there's yeah. a little separation. How is how is Coach Flack and how is the staff like yeah, really helped you through that? Um, I feel what you're saying because there's definitely days I feel like I'm definitely there, but I'm not there. Like 100%. I'm in meetings, but I'm just not like the information isn't going to me because mm-hmm. I can't do anything. Exactly. You know what I'm so, but Flack he's been a huge he's been a huge uh, help, bro. He was there at my surgery, there after, um, there when we got back. Um, gave me a nice blanket after surgery. Um, he was he's just a, he's just super supportive, bro. He's been supportive yeah. since I've known him. Like a father figure here. Um, him and his wife, um, Heather. That's like another mother to me. Yeah. Um, they were they've been helpful, bro. I mean, helpful, bro. Like they've been definitely there for me. Um, just this whole process, bro. He's just been real and just kept it, kept it, like kept my spirits up. Whatever his days, like I, I'm, he sees me down. He's like, bro, you just gotta keep going, like. Yeah. You, like life doesn't stop bro you can't sit and cry about it like it's just hey just rehab get back to it yeah. there's nothing you can do about it just keep rowing the boat obviously exactly. you know so uh keep rowing the boat so yeah bro um he's been dumb successful um that's my guy bro he's been like a father figure my entire life since yeah. i've known him so it's awesome especially coming from a guy like pj too you know you obviously want your teammates to have your back you yeah. want your offensive coordinator to have your back but when you have a head coach that's you know really there for you i think it you know makes it even more special and yeah. makes, makes you want to push harder um last question is sponsored by northern chill um we're both drinking it right now the best water you can come to water wave and pick up some northern chill um anytime you want they got it on on stock on deck here um my last question is what advice would you have for a 14 or 15 year old you or somebody else or, or a younger person that goes through something like this that you're going through yeah. it can be mental advice it can be physical advice what kind of advice do you have for for you know the next generation of people going through what you had to go through um through everything through thick and thin uh be yourself mm-hmm. um believe in yourself and um betting yourself always bro um no you gotta be anyone else you gotta be superhero you don't gotta be something special to be you yeah. that's all that matters you're enough um and just keep going um do the right things um follow the right people be around the right crowd yeah. stay out the way um don't be in a lot of stuff stay out the way literally um find hobbies mm-hmm. keep yourself sane um one thing i would tell myself is to limit social media i've been trying to do that now yeah. I'm, I'm on it still but way i've dropped so many hours i'm probably on it like two hours a day now mm-hmm. um and just yeah bro stay out the way keep your mental right um love god and be yourself bro yeah always be you we always talk about on this show you know double down and be yourself um you know chris thank you for coming on uh it's been a blast having a conversation with you um you know i think for me personally as a gopher football fan i'm so excited and i know you know i can say it confidently that you know chris Ottman bell is gonna be back and better next year he's gonna double down better than himself (laughs) so it's been your boy parker fox uh chris and we are out peace (laughs)